Welcome to the Crescent Podcast. I'm Leanne. This podcast is an extension of my personal philosophy and commitment to continual growth in all areas of life. I firmly believe that optimal health comes from addressing all areas of us as human beings, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Through expert interviews, I hope to both inspire and enable you to create sustained change in your own life. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. Back to another Evox episode today. For those who are regular listeners, you'll know that I've taken the last two weeks off from recording Evox episodes. Thank you for your patience with that. I found two things. One, I think it was two weeks ago now, I recorded instead of an Evox episode, an emotional freedom technique or a tapping guided meditation, which at that that week is just what I personally was feeling like I really needed. But just in general, over the last probably three weeks or so, I've just been feeling like I need a little bit of a break from Evox, time to give myself to just kind of sit with all the changes that have happened over these, gosh, five months now of this year, all the growth I've witnessed, all the epiphanies I've had. I think I just needed a moment to integrate, but also just kind of rest, like truly, truly rest, not be taking in all of this information. For anyone who is doing or has done deep emotional work, you'll know it's tiring. It's not um, a passive task. It really requires engagement and participation and energy output. And so to be doing an Evox consistently every single week for five months has been amazing. And I just felt, you know what, I think I need a week or two rest to kind of integrate and just give my mind a break because the other thing is I'm also doing so much learning outside of Evox. So many courses I'm taking, the somatic stress release training that I'm working through, neurocognitive nervous system training that I'm doing, my naturopathic program that I'm working through. So it's a lot of information that I'm taking in on a daily basis and I could just feel my mind going okay can we just pause for a second (laughs) I need a rest I need kind of like a little mini summer break Um, and so that's what I have given myself over the last two weeks but this last week really in particular I was really intentional to actually not read any books not do any of my online courses. Thankfully, some of them I'm in a break anyways, so there's no assignments due, there's no lessons that I need to keep up with. And so I just said, I'm just gonna put a pause on the learning, on the consuming for this week and let myself just kind of sit and simmer with everything I've taken in this year so far. And it's felt amazing. And with with that rest, it has felt so good this Friday to have been able to get back into my Evox routine and be able to share it with you guys today. So for a little bit of a recap, since it has been two weeks since the last Evox episode, I'm currently in an Evox series with myself where I'm looking at what are the subconscious or emotional barriers to growth. And 
in one sense, I'm looking at this in particular with career and business, but I think it spills over into every area of my life. If there's something, if there's an emotional barrier that's blocking me from growing in my business and career, 100% it's also something that's blocking me from growing and expanding in my life as well. And so the first two episodes in this series, the first Evox I did was on overwhelm and this emotional pattern of overwhelm showing up whenever I find myself, whenever things start getting a little bit busy or I notice the pace of my life is picking up, I get super, super overwhelmed and then I just hit the brakes completely. I shut down, I check out. So that was a phenomenal episode for anyone who wants to listen to it. I'll make sure it's linked in the show notes below. And then the second episode in the series was on another emotional pattern of lethargy. And I've talked about this before too, but I also have just recurring phases of lethargy that show up that sometimes last a day, sometimes it lasts a week, two weeks. But I really do think that there are subconscious and emotional roots to that, not so much physiological. So again, another great episode really picking apart the subconscious roots of those patterns of lethargy. And so this week, what I was looking at are this potential block of fears around unworthiness, fears around, do I deserve this success? And even more so than that, Feelings of inadequacy. Not only do I deserve it, but also just do I have what it takes to bring these things to life that I'm wanting to bring to life? Do I have what it takes to um, really embody this person that I'm wanting to embody and this life that I'm wanting to create? And so one of the first things coming up as I started the Evox session was this really strong feeling of I don't have anything special to offer. So really leaning heavy, heavily into the inadequacy component of it, of just there's hundreds of thousands of millions of people all doing something out there and I'm really not that special. I don't really have anything that game-changing to bring to the table or that enamoring to bring to the table. So those were right away the fears or beliefs that were coming up for me is like you really you know you don't have anything that special and you guys know I always think and talk (laughs) and visualize in analogies and the analogy that was coming to me is that I was really seeing in this Evox session was almost like all of us people out here who are really running our own business and a business that's like service-based it's you know it's so much about what we do and what makes us different from others. But the imagery that was coming to me is as if, you know, each of us business owners were all these little lights that are shining. And the only way to be successful is to literally just shine the brightest so that you attract the most attention, the most eyes, the most views, whatever it is to draw people to you. So that was really just that analogy in my mind of I need to be the brightest, shiniest, loudest thing out here in order to be successful. And the feelings that come with that analogy are just a heaviness of, oh, but first of all, that seems like so much energy output to constantly needing to be shining brighter and brighter and brighter and be louder than anyone else around me or who are in my space or my field 
but also there's an element of it that that doesn't feel authentic. I don't necessarily want to just shine brightly because I think I need to. I want to shine in my unique way, in my unique color and tone and brightness, whatever that may be. And it may not be the brightest light out there just in terms of um, intensity, but it's going to be unique and authentic to me. And it's funny because even as I was in that imagery, I was thinking about this bright light that needs to shine so bright. And I then I saw people looking at that bright light and actually kind of shying away and turning away and kind of being like, oh, that's too bright for me. I'm not really into that. And that for me was when this piece kind of clicked in my mind of, yeah, it's not about being the brightest or the loudest. It's about being authentic to yourself. It's about doing what you love and what sets your soul on fire. And the people who are drawn to what you're doing are going to come. Then I started imagining what it would feel like if my business never went anywhere. And maybe I ultimately had to end up closing it because there just wasn't enough traction for it to be sustainable. And in imagining that, there was this real clear felt sense of ickiness of like, ugh, I don't want to think about that. And I was trying to figure out why does that feeling hurt so much imagining my business closing? Is it about validation? Is it about self-worth that, you know, if this business doesn't succeed, I'm not good enough. I did something wrong. I don't have anything special to offer. And I was picturing this imagery of, you know how when you're around someone and you can just tell that the person they're being in front of you isn't authentic. It's not really true to who they are. They're trying to be something they're not. And that is the feeling that was kind of rising up in me is almost as if I was feeling this imposter syndrome. And this, I think, is where it got really interesting for me and is where some real epiphanies came through for me because what I realized is I have felt a bit of this imposter syndrome of who do I think I am? I don't really have that much to offer. (laughs) But also, this is literally the phrase that came to my mind is, I'm afraid that this person I am becoming, this person I'm growing into through all of my healing work and expansion is actually too good to be true. And that's when the waterworks started. And I always know when tears follow a statement in our mind or imagery in our mind, there was definitely something there that needed to be released. And so I started thinking about all the things I have overcome throughout my entire life and realizing I really am finally starting to embody this person that I always wanted to be, which is someone who's confident and secure and ambitious and wise and perceptive, grounded, joyful, strong, peaceful, so many different things. And of course, it doesn't mean that I'm all those things all the time, but In the session, I was just recalling how for so many years I wanted all those things. For so many years, I yearned for a sense of, a deeper sense of joy, a deeper sense of safety, a sense of community, a sense of deeply grounded confidence. 
I was always super, super driven and very confident in just who I was. The funny thing is, I literally remember even as a little girl thinking to myself, I love who I am. But I just didn't really have a strong belief that anyone else would feel the same way. So even though I was good on my own, I was like, I really like who I am. I like my personality. I like my abilities. I'm really confident in my abilities. I just don't know that anyone else is going to think that I'm particularly that interesting and want to be my friend or be super close with me. And for most of my life, I felt so lonely deeply, deeply lonely. And there were a couple components that contributed to that. One, I think I didn't feel safe to just be who I was fully. And so I hid myself a lot. I also think I had subconscious beliefs around, is it safe to have close relationships? And I know from having conversations with my mom that this is probably something I picked up from the environment, potentially even some generational trauma there around It's just not safe to have people close to you because they will always try and hurt you. So there were different facets that played into that feeling of loneliness, but it was something that I just felt for so, so, so many years. And so as I was in this Evox, imagining really taking a moment to look at who I've become over the years and who I am today, it really did feel like This person is too good to be true, actually. Could I really be starting to embody everything I've ever wanted? And the emotions coming up were like, this feels honestly overstimulating. Like this is too much stimulus for me to process. I'm afraid to believe it. I'm afraid to embrace it, to soak it in because it might be ripped away. It's like that feeling of, When you get something that you've been so desperately yearning for, for years and years and years, you're afraid to really take it in because you don't quite believe it. And then at the same time, you just break down sobbing because you can't believe it. You've wanted this for so long and now you have it. But even in the having of that thing, and for me, this thing is finally embodying so many qualities and characteristics and healing that I've always wanted for so long that I don't, I want to believe that's true. I want to believe, wow, I really have overcome so much, but there's a part of me that's afraid to really soak that in fully. And I think sometimes the protective side of us, that subconscious side of us in not wanting to be hurt starts to pull away from whatever that thing is. And the way it felt in my mind's eye in this Evox session was like, almost as if to protect myself from being hurt, I've been keeping one foot in the past, in who I used to be and my old life and those old dynamics, and then one foot in the present of who I really am and who I'm continuing to become, the boundaries I'm putting in place, the relationships I'm working to create, But with one foot in, one foot out, or one foot in one place, one foot in another, you can't fully commit to either. And I really feel like this subconscious fear of fully stepping into who I'm becoming has played a big role in patterns of self-sabotage. 
more imagery that was coming to me was this image of a crown that I was holding in my hands, a crown that had been given to me, a crown that I had wanted for so many years. It represents so many things, but it's felt like for a time now, I have just been holding that crown in my hand, never actually putting it on, never fully embodying everything it represents, almost as if I was holding my breath, waiting for someone to come up and snatch it away from me and go, nope, actually, (laughs) this isn't yours. This reality isn't yours. And the fear of that loss, I could feel it so palpably. It was so stimulating and triggering to my soul, my emotions, my nervous system that, you know, when you get that fear, that anticipatory fear that you actually sometimes make the thing happen that you're so afraid of just so it can be done and over with. It was that kind of feeling of this fear of losing this life is so intense and so overwhelming and so scary that I almost want to just throw the crown away before it's taken from me so that I can put an end to the waiting. One of the things I've recently learned through my neurocognitive training and learning about the nervous system is that we have a window of tolerance, right? This is sort of the common way that we describe our ability to tolerate stress. And when we get outside of that window of tolerance, then we start to experience any kind of stress response, whether it's fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. But something that really stood out to me that I learned recently is Of course, bad things can be stressors and throw us outside our window of tolerance and throw us into a stress response. However, really, really good things can also sometimes become stressors that are way overstimulating for a sensitive or dysregulated nervous system that throws us out of our window of tolerance and into a stress response. And It's been really profound for me because I actually have started to notice this is something that happens for me on a semi-regular basis where something exciting will happen and I almost can't tolerate it or I find myself getting really anxious or wanting to go eat a bunch of sugar or kind of shutting down, not being able to fully live in that moment and feel the intensity of that joy because it's just way too overstimulating. And so I just was having a conversation with myself in the session of, I can tolerate this good. This good is not too much for me to handle. It's not too much for my nervous system. I don't need to run away from this goodness, which in my mind's eye is this crown that I'm holding, but represents so much more. I think so many of us dream of having healthy relationships that are fulfilling and reciprocal, dream of having work environments that we love to be a part of, of doing work that we're so excited about, of having friendships that really see us and hear us and validate us and are cheering us on from a selfless place, dream of feeling joyful, feeling peaceful throughout our day versus full of fear and angst and sorrow and grief. And I just, I've really started to step into all of those positive things. 
of finally having the relationships I've always dreamed of, having a business that literally sets my soul on fire. Every day I work with clients, I'm filled with joy and fulfillment and honor that I get to support people in this way. And there's a part of you that lets out a sigh of relief and just goes, finally, and just cries because you're so happy you have it. And then there's the part of you that goes, holy shit, I have a lot to lose now. And that was more of what was coming up in my mind is I imagined actually putting this crown on. And what that represents is just fully embodying this, putting the crown on in my mind's eye meant I'm not going to keep a toe in the past anymore. I'm not going to keep a toe or a foot in the past that revolved around no boundaries and feeling depleted and feeling taken advantage of and not fostering friendships that really were aligned with me. I want to bring both feet into the present, into the fullness of this goodness. And so I imagine putting that crown on and there was excitement there of just like, yes, this is it. This is what I've wanted. And I'm on the path to continue to be more and more aligned. But then there was also a fear, a trepidation of, okay, putting this crown on means more visibility. It means being held accountable. It means pushing myself to continue to evolve. And that's a little hard. That's a little scary. If I just throw this crown to the side, it means I get to stay invisible, maybe be safer. It means the ease of not having to work on myself or do scary things or push myself or be accountable to anyone. Whereas putting this crown on means the opposite of all of that. And so one of them is uncomfortable and one of them is truly unaligned. And there's a big difference there in my mind. What's what's unaligned means this truly goes against who I am and the life I'm looking to create. Uncomfortable means It's aligned, but it's just a little scary. It's pushing me out of my comfort zone a little bit. And that's a question I've started to ask myself more and more is, is it unaligned or is it just uncomfortable? Because I have seen for myself that this self-sabotage pattern will often convince me that the things that are just uncomfortable are actually unaligned. And no, 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 I don't want to do that. It doesn't fit with me. It's not aligned when really it's just uncomfortable. But the self-sabotage, the protective mechanism convinces me it's truly unaligned to protect me from having to step into something greater and potentially fail. It's almost eerie that this happened to be the next topic in this Evox series. I didn't plan this. I didn't choose for this to be the topic today. It goes based on what the system is telling me is the next topic I need to work on, based on what has already been established at the start of the series. I say it's eerie because what this session was revolving around was really stepping into who I have become and am becoming. And literally over this last week and a half has been what I feel like so much shedding of the old. A week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, I literally had a little like closing out ceremony with myself to kind of close out who I was up until this point. Again, a week and a half ago, I just, it really hit me of 
you have changed and grown so much and it's time to close a chapter. It's time to close out an era and step into a new one to turn the page, get a clean sheet out. And so I just was feeling intuitively to be a little bit more intentional about that. And so I had a little closing ceremony where I um, burned some sage and Palo Santo just for fun and then did some meditating on reflecting over, yeah, all the change that has occurred over the years and then really visualizing who I am now and what that looks like going forward. And so much of what that was is, yes, I need to shed the past. I've used this analogy before of the layers we grow through as we begin to heal, there's a shedding sometimes that needs to happen of the old. And particularly in this closing ceremony, as I was meditating, the imagery that was coming to me is as if I've actually done a lot of shedding, but I've never stepped out of that old skin. So if you can imagine, I don't know, like a lizard that sheds its skin on a regular basis and then actually physically steps out of it. But what I was seeing in my mind's eye was I've shed layer and layer and layer upon skin, but they're all there on top of me stacked up. I've never fully stepped out of them because I'm afraid to. And because those layers upon layers upon layers act almost as an armor protecting me from whatever I feel I need protecting from. And so in that meditation, in that closing ceremony, I really visualized finally shedding those layers, finally peeling off the armor that has that I've been hiding behind for years and really stepping fully into who I am, into shining exactly the way I want to shine and telling myself, you don't need that armor because you have the tools to protect yourself now. And if there ever comes a situation where you feel like you can't protect yourself, you also have the tools to get outside support. Whether it's from friends or family or professionals, you don't need this fake armor that keeps you stuck in the past. And so that's why it was almost eerie that this was today's Evox session because it was so, so aligned with what I just intuitively was doing a week and a half ago. Ugh, and I have to say, it felt so good to be doing Evox again. I know it was only two weeks I took off. It's funny, it felt like a month, but it was really needed. And I do think this is something that is important to talk about because I think there's sort of two traps we might fall into sometimes when we're doing emotional work and deep healing is on the one hand, there we might sometimes like do a little bit of work to kind of convince ourselves we did something and make ourselves feel good and then not work on ourselves anymore after that. <laughs> um, so we kind of do just enough to make ourselves feel good and, and feel like we're we're doing something and then we step back. The other trap I think is that we dive in deep all the way and we stay in there continuing to learn and shed and learn and shed, but we don't take time to step back and integrate, actually integrate all the things we're learning, all of the epiphanies we're having, all of the new habits we're working to integrate. I see this flow happen actually really naturally with my clients, which is, when we first start, it's often 
we're being really consistent. It's week after week for maybe four to six weeks. And then after that, we might go into more every other week or maybe even just once a month. Or maybe for some people, it's they're coming in consistently for a month and a half and then they take a month off to really let everything simmer and be integrated. And I just think that is so, so important that this healing work isn't always this nonstop, continual, linear process. And so if you are in the throes of some healing, I encourage you, if you're feeling super, super overwhelmed, if you're feeling like, oh, I need to come up for a breath of air, it's okay to do that. You're not going to derail your progress. Now, if you, if you're feeling like, I really... I'm feeling unstable or unsupported, then that might be a different story. You might need to continue to really get that external professional support. But if you're feeling like, no, I feel stable, I feel good, I just feel a little bit like I need to take a pause and breathe and just kind of sit with everything for a little bit, I really encourage that. I think it's going to help you really put into practice all the changes that have probably been happening and also help restore your energy. Again, I said this in the beginning, this work can be tiring. And that's how I was feeling over this last month is, okay, I'm feeling a little bit fatigued. I need to take a break and just let myself be really, really restored. And it feels really good. <laughs> and then when you do come back to it, you're excited about it again. I think when self-healing when even when self-care becomes monotonous for me that's a sign that there needs to be some kind of pivot and maybe the pivot is just that you put a pause on it for a couple weeks and then come back to it for me that's how it was with evox because i for me personally it is such a powerful potent tool it works so well for me and i see this for so many others too that I knew uh, this isn't something I want to get rid of because it's not working anymore. I just need a pause. I need a break. And then I'm going to come back to it and pick it up again when I'm, when I'm ready. But I do this all the time with other aspects of my life too. Whether it's a workout that I'm no longer excited about. Maybe I'll completely shift the workout I'm doing or the length of time I'm working out or whatever it is. Whether it's my skincare that I'm no longer excited to put on my face, then I try a new one or I go back to one that I was using a few months ago that I really loved. But the way we feel about things is so telling. Our bodies, our minds, our spirits are so intuitive that if we're no longer feeling joyful about something that we used to or excited about something that we used to, there's a message in there. And it's not always a really bad one or a really heavy one, but there might just be a simple message in there. And I really believe that we should be listening to those. And by the way, there is so there are so, so, so many resources out there that we really should be feeling joyful about the majority of the things we're using and integrating on a daily basis. So for example, what I mean by that is if your workout is no longer bringing you joy, there are literally thousands of types of workouts and movements and exercises that you can do. So there's no reason why you should be continuing to do a workout that doesn't bring you joy. Go find one that does and do that for a few months until it no longer brings you joy and then pivot to a new one. That is really what I mean. 
And those simple things often can bring us so much joy. So why are we forcing ourselves to be stuck or continuing on with something that is no longer lighting us up? Okay, that's my soapbox for the day. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in. If you made it here, these are such a joy to do. And again, coming back to it after a little bit of time off gives me so much renewed enthusiasm for it. And I'm just so excited to be continuing my healing journey as well as sharing it with each of you as well. 